Here's what's coming up on today's show. In other words, this series of experiments proved that the ability to delay gratification was almost like a superpower and critical for success in life. Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for your Retirement Elevated. Oh, it's time for some s'mores here on Your Retirement Elevated. Well, maybe not. I don't know if we have the chocolate and graham cracker on standby, but we do have marshmallows on today's show of Your Retirement Elevated. Uh, we're going to be talking about the marshmallow. Is it mellow? I always say mellow, but I've heard other you know people go with the mallow. What do you do, Sky? Is it marshmallow or mallow in your world? I, I was about to say marshmallow. Okay, that's what I've always gone with. But I've heard people. But then if you drop the marsh, people will say then you. What is it in the Sandlot? Right? He said you put the mallow on the on the cracker. When he's when in the sandlot, when they're trying to teach uh, mm-hmm. the, the kid how to do s'mores, he just calls right. it the mallow. So maybe if you short it to the mallow, you go with mallow. If it's the full word, you go marshmallow. I don't know. I think it could be geographic as maybe well. Maybe it's a regional thing. Yeah, it could, yeah, regional thing could be. I never see this one in there with the studies of potato, potato, tomato, tomato, like how you pronounce things in different uh, areas of the country. So We may need to bring that up. They need, they need to add that, yeah. And I think of marshmallows... Um, my grandmother, my dad's mother, uh, she's since passed away, was not a great cook. You've heard me talk about that before. I had one grandmother that was an awesome cook, one that was not. I just remember having sweet potatoes uh, during the holidays and then oh, <laughs> the tiny yeah. little miniature marshmallows, like the pink, green, and white ones on yeah. top of them. I'm like, hmm, oh, not she, a good She'd go multicolor on top. Multicolor. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's that's maybe more of an Easter thing, but like Thanksgiving, multicolor marshmallows on a... Now, straight uh, up, white ones is pretty normal, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I come from the world where marshmallows on top is normal mm. if it's the white ones, but not, not multicolor. That yeah. would be a unique. Yes. My, my grandma is also known for, oh, I made this lemon cake with cherry chip frosting because those are the two things she had at the time. Nice. So. So there's a lot of a lot of interesting things growing up, but it, it made me. I think. like her style. I like it. It made me think. Like we just celebrated my grandfather's 98th birthday. Oh man! And thinking That's about awesome. my grandmother, and uh, and so this this popped up, and it's my uh, James Clear, fantastic author, wrote the book Atomic Habits. I can't recommend it enough. It's very insightful. Uh, but this particular article from James Clear is based on a, a Stanford research study. Uh, it was 40 years of research found that people with this one quality are more likely to succeed. And so in the 1960s, uh, Walter Michel, uh, he's a Stanford professor, conducted a series of important psychological studies. And so during this time, he and his team tested hundreds of kids, most of them around the age of four and five years old, and revealed what is now believed to be one of the most important characteristics for success in health, work, and in life. So let's all, talk all about... All taught to us by four and five-year-olds. By four and five-year-olds, yes. Like the most adorable age you can picture, and then go. <laughs> yes, and, and he goes on to say, you know, what happened? How, how can you use this? So I want to paraphrase some of the things. Again, I, I highly recommend anything that James Clear puts out. Uh, read his blog, which you're reading here. Read his book. But the, the marshmallow experiment begins by bringing each child into a private room, sitting them down in a chair, and placing a marshmallow on the table in front of them. 
And at this point, the researcher offered a deal to the child. The researcher told the child that he was going to leave the room and that if the child did not eat the marshmallow while he was away, then they would be rewarded with a second marshmallow. However, if the child decided to eat the first one before the researcher came back, then they would not get a second marshmallow. Are you following me so far, Walter? I am. So choices. You're simple. making me hungry. I know. <laughs> uh, one treat right now or two, two treats later. All right. So researchers left the room for 15 minutes. As you can imagine, the footage of the children waiting in the room was rather entertaining. Um, some kids just jumped up, ate the first marshmallow as soon as the door closed. Others wiggled, bounced, scooted around, just could barely restrain them, tried to restrain themselves, but eventually gave in to the temptation in a few minutes. And finally, a few of the children did manage to wait the entire time. So all that studying was published 1972. This popular study became known as a marshmallow experiment, but it wasn't the treat that made it famous. It was what part that came years later. And really what we're talking about is the power of delayed gratification. And if, if you're listening to this podcast, if, if you've engaged us to help you plan for two and three retirement, uh, that means that you've been good at delayed gratification, meaning you worked hard, you kept your debt in control and you set money aside for rainy days for later in life. You delayed taking that money and buying something that could satisfy a current urge or need. And you put it away and delayed it for a better time down the road. So I commend you because you probably would have been the, one of the few small sliver of the study that you got two marshmallows. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But as time grows by, if they were watching these kids, uh, as they grew up, they conducted follow-up studies and tracked the children's progress in a number of areas. And what they found was surprising. I won't go through everything. And, and it's impressive because the they tracked these kids for f like 40 years, right? Yeah, it, it, it's unbelievable. And so the kids that were willing to say, I'm going to hold off and wait and getting that, want to get that second uh, marshmallow, ended up having higher SAT scores, lower levels of substance abuse, lower likelihood of obesity, better responses to stress, better social skills are reported by the parents, and generally better scores in a range of other life measures. And there's, there's some links to all these follow-up studies. And so, you know, they followed these kids for 40 years and over and over again, the group who waited patiently for the second marshmallow succeeded in whatever capacity they were measuring. Wow. In other words, this series of experiments proved that the ability to delay gratification was almost like a superpower and critical for success in life. So if you think about it, you know, if you delayed watching TV to get your homework done, you probably got better grades. Uh, if you finish your workout early and you put in a few more reps, you're going to be stronger. So just the things that you say, Hey, you know what? We're not going to go out and buy a brand new car every three years. You know, we're going to buy our cars. I heard you mention earlier, you know, we're going to buy a used car. I've, I've had two used cars in my life or two new cars in my life. I, I got, I got 260,000 on the Tahoe as we speak. There you go. Keep, keep it going. It's, it's not the nicest for taking people around and rides, but you know, it gets the job done. It gets me from point A to point B. Well, as long as you're not going to moonlight as an Uber driver, I think it'd be <laughs> it okay. It should be okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But again, it's, 
it's just these things where our clients, and we're very fortunate, we work with a very uh, elite group of people, um, the people that were good savers. And you know, the majority of our clients have amassed a very nice nest egg. And you know, they did that by delaying gratification, making good decisions. Uh, and one of the side effects of that, it being a good saver and being able to put money away, is that sometimes it becomes hard to spend it. You know, so you've delayed that gratification. You've watched those balances grow over time, and it's given you a sense of, of freedom, a sense of comfort. It's that you've got a cushion out there, a safety net. And so when, when the time comes that you need to rely upon those resources to get a retirement paycheck, sometimes it can be difficult to let go of it, to spend it, or to see that account value go down. And so the thing that made you so great at saving and delaying gratification can sometimes make it difficult to make that transition into spending. But rest assured, once you have a comfortable spending pattern, it's predictable, dependable, uh, then you, you seem to enjoy life a little bit more. Yeah, this is a neat, uh, neat article. I definitely encourage people to go check this one out because they, they go into a little bit more of like those variations on the experiment that they did talk about like delivering on promises and how that affected delayed gratification. And it's just neat to read the ins and outs of all of these things. So we'll link to this in the description of today's show. So it's easy for you to go locate and uh, read up if you want to just kind of reinforce some of the fun stuff that we've uh, kind of talked about. Uh, I don't know, Scott, what would you have been? Do you know if you were, uh, would you have been a two marshmallow person? or a, uh, a single marshmallow when you were a kid. Now, we did our previous show on bias, so you know, try to strip your biases away here. Yeah, I would say, well, I don't like marshmallows, but I probably would have scarfed a marshmallow. <laughs> I developed... If it had been Oreos, I'd have waited for that second one. Yes, sir. Maybe peanut M&Ms, maybe. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, That's, that's my Because well, one M&M right. wouldn't be very satisfying, so you might as well no. hold out for the two. Yeah. Yes. So I, I think my ability to delay gratification came later in life. And I think it was just kind of growing up and being a business owner and not following the traditional path where I kind of had to make my way. I I valued things differently and I I did have to delay things. Uh, You know, we were talking about just our, we did a harvesters event this past weekend and uh, we, we packed food for, for people in need. And uh, we were talking about just your upbringing and you know, a little bit about delayed gratification. Like I bought my new, the, my first piece of new furniture besides a mattress was a couch. And that new couch I bought 14 years ago. Prior to then, I'd never bought a new piece of furniture <laughs> ever. Wow. Except for a mattress. You know, I've had two brand new cars in my life. You know, I've only had a handful of houses in my life. You know, so I probably would have scarfed the marshmallow, but I've learned delayed gratification of many other things in life (laughs) to make make things work. I'm picturing all of our listeners like going home and conducting this experiment on either their kids or uh, for our older listeners with grandchildren, maybe doing this with their grandchildren, right? That would be a a good one. Giving them the test. And then if they go for that second marshmallow, you can go to, go to, you know, to your kids and be like, ah, your son, your daughter, they're going to be in great shape. They waited for the second marshmallow. Like everything's going to be just fine for, uh, for, for, for them. Like they can rest easy and know that their grandchildren are going to be successful at that point in life.
life, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Or if they go for the first marshmallow, like, all right, intervention time. What can we do? We've got to get yeah. them back on the right track. <laughs> yeah. and, and I would also say that there are probably some people listening out there that say, you know, they've mastered that delayed gratification, but they're concerned about their kids or grandkids. And they're concerned that they're not going to pick up those habits. And while that's true, uh, younger generations don't, of course, now we just talked about biases and of course here I am talking about, I'm romanticizing how it used to be, you know, uh, but people can get those habits later in life. And that's what the racist article says. Hey, even if you're not great at it, there are ways to get consistently better at doing that. And I just want to give you some hope that if you have kids or grandkids that aren't adept at waiting on the second marshmallow, i.e. saving money, that if the most important thing you can do is get them to get into that habit, even if it's just a little bit of money. And once you get that habit established and that discipline is there, then you start to build upon it. It gets fun. It gets exciting. And so there's definite possibility you can have them turn over a new leaf and get on the right path to delaying gratification and having an awesome retirement when the time comes. Whether it's helping that next generation out or if you just can look in the mirror at yourself, this might be one of those traits to work on a little bit if you're somebody that struggles with that instant versus delayed gratification at times. Uh, work on it. See if you can improve, like use it like a muscle, you know, challenge yourself to make those choices for delayed gratification and then watch and see if more things in life start falling in place for you. It does seem like there's quite the link between the ability to choose delayed gratification and uh, success in life. So thanks for bringing this one to our attention today, Scott. This was cool. Absolutely. Look, it was great. I really enjoyed talking about this one. Yeah, this one was fun. Again, we're going to link to this article in the description of today's show, so go check that out. If you want to talk to Scott and have some conversations about your financial plan and your retirement, how to put together a better plan in place, you can do that by dialing 913-393-4724, 913-393-4724, or go to listentoscott.com for past episodes and more information about working with Scott. That's listentoscott.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Your Retirement Elevated. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.